The EPL Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Winning season is back at MyBookie and now now offering a 100% deposit bonus when you use the promo code SGP. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP to play, win and get paid. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Want to get an advantage over the sports book? You need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. Head to betql.co and enter the code SGP20 for 20% off your first subscription. That's betql.co and the promo code SGP20. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. And finally, we'll spot you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just head over to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow us on our new Twitter account at SGP Soccer, where I will continue to give you guys those free plays. But of course, if you want all of my stuff, head over to lockbetting.com, home of 88 months of consecutive tracked transparent profit and home of the European show, which went 8-1 last weekend, including 2-0 on its locks. It's now 5-0 on its locks this season. We're 100% locks on the European show and 100% here on the EPL show. And this week, the locks will be back after last week's debacle. Some of you, as I was explaining on Das Bundesliga show, ended up getting the first lock, which was Man United and Brighton, both teams to score. Then Twitter locked me out for 12 hours because I sent too many DMs. Apparently, if you send the same thing 50 times, it counts as spamming. I then tried to send people a different lock, which didn't win. And then to compensate, I sent them a third lock, which was a Bundesliga lock with Hoffenheim plus two and a half. And that did win. So some of you just got Man United and Brighton, the both teams to score. Some of you then got a lock on the Chelsea game. Some of you got an in-play at 11-1 to for Chelsea to come back and draw. That would have been the best one to get. And then those of you that didn't get get that but still got the Chelsea play did end up getting the lock on Hoffenheim plus 2.5 so everyone was a winner last week except for me who got locked out of Twitter because I sent over 50 of the same DMs don't want to go through that process again just give the show a good review tell your friends about it word of mouth is very important this is a brand new venture the soccer gambling podcast I appreciate all the reviews for the sports gambling podcast network but we need them here And of course, I need you guys to head over to lockbetting.com as well. I cannot understand if you're a soccer fan why you wouldn't at least, why you wouldn't at least be looking at that European show, the European show package, because that show has been, has been free money for three years. So make sure you head over and check that one out. As I said, right here this week, we will be bringing the locks back to the show. We'll have a double lock for you at the end of the show. And we'll start with Saturday's game between Chelsea and Crystal Palace. Chelsea are the 4-9 favourites here to win this game. It's 19-5 on the draw and it's 6-1 on Crystal Palace. It's a shame that I've set my own rule here where I won't take anything worse than minus 200. Contrary to what that 
dickhead wrote on my uh, on my iTunes reviews a few months ago where he says they just pick very very obvious winners at short prices well I'm the one who set my own rule where I wouldn't take anything worse than minus 200. And here, even though it makes perfect sense just to take Chelsea because they are in need of a win after last week's performance, after the performance against Liverpool and going out of the cup in midweek, we still won't take it. We will still shop around to find you something at a better price. And the best thing that makes sense to me here is to take Chelsea and the over 2.5 goals in this one. Obviously, we've seen that Chelsea have had some major defensive struggles this season. This, despite the fact they spent a whole ton of money during the summer, spent more than anyone made the most substantial signings. Although City are coming up close behind them, spending money on Ake and Ruben Diaz. Over 2.5 goals were scored in five of the last seven meetings between Chelsea and Palace. Chelsea beat Crystal Palace in each of the club's last five Premier League meetings, so that adds weight to the pick for Chelsea. Chelsea's league matches have averaged 3.66 goals per 90 minutes this season, so that's not even factoring in last season data. And Chelsea scored three times in two of their three league matches so far this season. So, These Chelsea games are full of goals and I'm not expecting this one to be any different on Saturday. But I do feel that Chelsea will come out on top. They need this result. Palace started well this season with with two wins. But then last weekend they lost against Everton. That's no means anything to be ashamed of, though, because Everton looked very, very strong this season. You can get the selection of Chelsea in the over 2.5 goals here at 11 to 10. So plus money for that. And uh, I really like that. I think that one will come through. I think Chelsea will win. And I don't think they're going to participate in a game that has under three goals. Not at the moment anyway. Not until they have more defensive stability. We'll see what happens with this um, goalkeeping situation and who starts between the sticks. We'll see if uh, Silva gets recalled back to the team. I don't think we'll learn a lot about how Chelsea are going to do this season on the basis of how they perform against Crystal Palace on Saturday. But I think we will see what Frank Lampard's thinking is moving forward in terms of how he sets up his, his back line, which is obviously causing the most issues. I think we may see a debut goal in the Premier League for Werner and maybe even Havertz, who, who scores, scores that hat-trick in the League Cup but hasn't done anything in the Premier League so far. In fact, he struggled to make any kind of major contribution. So an interesting game for Chelsea on Saturday, but I expect them to come through in a game which will have plenty of goals. Up next, we look at another game, which I have earmarked to have plenty of goals in it as well. It's Everton at home to Brighton. Everton are the favourites here at 5-6. to six. It's 13-5 to five to draw and it's 18-5 to five on Brighton. I think that's a really good price on Everton. I'm waiting for Everton to realise that they're Everton and for us to see some regression or for see them have a, a really bad result that sees their supporters suddenly lose belief in their team. But at the moment, I speak to some Everton supporters and their supporters are absolutely buzzing. You may be asking over in the US, why do I know Everton supporters? Well, it's because of their age I am. Because in the 80s, a lot of children ended up supporting Everton because Everton were massively successful in the 80s. So growing up, there was a lot of Everton fans around. They don't really see that anymore because the club hasn't had much success in the 90s and the 2000s. But I was born in the 80s and I know a lot of um, 
Everton fans, not just from at school, but as I've grown up, I've made friends with people around about my same age. So you see a lot of guys in their 30s and their early 40s supporting Everton. That's quite a common thing here in England. And yeah, I know a lot of these supporters and they're very, very happy with the start to the season. I think it will continue here. I don't think that this Everton team are going to slip up against Brighton. I think the big test comes next week when they host Liverpool. Massive, massive game. Definitely the game of the week for me next week. Um, Everton have won each of their first six competitive matches of the new season. Brighton have actually scored in all of their Premier League games. And last week, they absolutely dominated Manchester United and should have won that game, but didn't. Uh, Brighton have conceded three goals in half of their first six games of the 2020-21 campaign. That's in all competitions. And both teams have scored in each of Everton's last four assignments. So despite the fact that they are looking much better and they are looking attackingly brilliant at the moment, they are still conceding at the other end. Even though they do have a, a solid back line and the England goalkeeper... You ask you have to ask yourself why is Pickford the England goalkeeper because he's terrible and he's susceptible to a mistake. Um, Mina still Yeri Mina still hasn't quite developed into the centre back that I'm expecting him to be because I do think there's a dominant centre back there and a centre back that could potentially be one of the top 10 or 5 centre-backs in the world. But at the moment, we're not seeing that alongside Michael Keane. Luke Digne, I think, has been the standout player at the back, a back line that hasn't been Everton's strongest suit. But in midfield... They've been absolutely excellent. Hamish Rodriguez has been excellent. Dominic Calvert-Lewin can't stop scoring up top. Richarlison is looking really, really good. The two new signings that they've made in uh, Decore and Allen look to have settled really, really well. No first season syndrome for them. Players always find it more difficult to settle into the Premier League. No such problems for Everton. Everyone seems to hit the ground running. Goofy Sigerson can't even get into this team. And as I said, if you're looking for goals here, I think you'll see it in this game. Dominic Calvert-Lewin on fire. Brighton looking really, really good in attack. Dominated Manchester United last weekend. This is going to be a shootout. The sleeper game of this weekend for me as to what will be the best game and the game that you must see. Everton versus Brighton. I'll definitely be watching this one. And I think Everton and both teams to score looks like it's going to have some big value here at 3-1. to one. If you want to play it slightly safer and um, you're sceptical for some reason that Brighton are going to get on the score sheet, you can take Everton and over 2.5 goals. That'll give you more cover because you can catch that with Everton winning this by, by three goals to nil, for example, or four nil. And you can get that at two to one. I like to take it a little bit more safer. My official pick on this team is on this game is going to be both teams to score because this is Everton. And although I don't see it coming, they could slip up at any time. They're obviously not used to being in this position. They don't have the consistency of top Premier League teams. And even the teams that do have consistency, like Manchester City and Liverpool, have been the top two for the last few years. Look at what happened to Manchester City last week. So this is this is the Premier League, and consistency isn't really a word that we throw around. But that's why I'm going to take the both teams to score here, and you can get out four to six minus one fifty. Solid, solid value on that. I think that could cash for you by half time in this one. Up next, we look at another game, which I think will be full of goals. Over on my piece that I write over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, I did predict that there would be 35 goals overall in the EPL this weekend. That's 3.5 per game. We'll see how close I get to that because I just see goals in so many of these games. And Leeds versus Manchester City is no different. Leeds are the 6-1 to underdogs to win this game. They're at home. It's 9-2 to the draw. 
and it's two to five on Manchester City. Like Chelsea, I like Manchester City on the money line. So automatically, I look at those two selections in a parlay because the situational spots that they're in is that they both need to win and they both need to look good. Manchester City had some sort of bounce back in midweek in the League Cup against Burnley, but Man City always beat Burnley. They need a real bounce back here in the league because last weekend they were tonked by Leicester. We already spoke about the Chelsea situation, but Chelsea are still going to have the excuse of having new players that are settling. Manchester City have more or less the same players that they had last season, except they have a £40 million defender who didn't look good last weekend and now they've added Ruben Diaz to the squad as well it's unacceptable for this Manchester City team to not challenge for the league this season and to not look defensively better than they did with all the money they've spent at the back I mean Pep Guardiola has spent over 400 million pounds on defenders alone since he arrived at Manchester City now I'm not one of these people that think Pep Guardiola is one of the great managers of all time. Look, he managed Barcelona and he inherited Lionel Messi. I could have won trophies at Barcelona. Then he went to Bayern Munich. And I'm sorry if you managed Bayern Munich or you managed Celtic or you managed Paris Saint-Germain, you are guaranteed to win league titles. He has done well coming to Manchester City because the EPL is the most difficult league to win. But I don't think he's a tactical genius and I don't think he's one of the greats of all time. And I don't think that he solved this defensive problem. If he did, Manchester City would be winning the league comfortably because of their attack line. And they're going to need that attack line in this game because Leeds, I feel, are going to score. I feel most teams are still going to score against Manchester City. I don't know if the signing of Ruben Diaz will be the answer. But until we do find the answer here for Manchester City, and it could be um, Amrit Laporte coming back from the coronavirus because maybe when he comes back one of these defensive partners be it Ake be it Ruben Diaz certainly not ever going to be John Stones because I think his time at Manchester City is done and dusted but somebody eventually needs to partner up with him and they need to succeed I think Carl Walker hasn't been a bad signing for Guardiola I think he's solid at right back the jury's still out on the left hand side I think Mendy gets the ed over Shinchenko but either way Are they good enough to be playing for a team that want to win the EPL and also want to win the Champions League? And I don't think Manchester City have ever looked further away from winning the Champions League, despite the fact, once again, they've been priced up as favourites. We looked at the Champions League in the uh, the Das Bundesliga show, so we're not going to look at that again. There will be a Champions League show out at the start of next week. Looking at this game, I think... um, it's very easy where where my where my head goes to straight away. It's the over two point five goals, and along with Manchester City to get this win back to make up for last week. Obviously, there's an angle in this game where you have Pep versus Bielsa. Pep's football is moulded by the football that was created by Bielsa. So Bielsa is somewhat of an idol to Pep Guardiola. So that'll be an interesting angle uh, for this game. And I'm sure it will feature prominently in the build-up. When we're looking at the statistical data for this game, you'll see that Leeds are actually unbeaten in their last 10 competitive home games, although I do expect that record to go, not just because of the stats that I'm going to go through here, but because of the situation that Manchester City are in. They're in a bounce back 
and they're going up against a team which I think will favour them because both teams like to play similar football and Manchester City struggle when teams sit back and try and hit them on the break. We saw Leicester succeed at that last week. That's not the type of game this is going to be. So I think this is a good game for Manchester City. But I do think that both teams are going to score here as City have conceded in four of the last six Premier League away games. Leeds Premier League matches this season have averaged five goals a game. At one point that was at seven until last week's 1-0 win at Sheffield United. I had that as an under last week and uh, that cashed easily and each of Leeds oh, sorry each of Manchester City's last seven top flight matches have produced three or more goals so the play here for me is Manchester City to win and the over 2.5 I don't think that has any issues cashing I wouldn't be surprised if we see four or five goals here and I certainly think we'll see Leeds contributing towards the scoreboard here I think that we'll see both teams scoring so Manchester City and both teams to score is another way to go I wouldn't be surprised if this is the highest scoring game of the weekend. Obviously, when you're looking at a Leeds team who are averaging or whose games are averaging five goals per game so far and Manchester City are coming to town, it almost looks like a no-brainer. But there's so many good games this weekend that could produce a load of goals. The three that we've covered already, I think, are guaranteed to not only go over 2.5, but I think we could see over 3.5 in all of them. And I think we'll see over 3.5 in this one. But my official pick, there's loads of stuff you can take on this one. Everything involved. Involves loads of goals, but my official pick is going to be Manchester City to win the game and the over 2.5 goals in this one. The final game on Saturday, and I'm not promising goals in this one, is going to be Newcastle versus Burnley, where Newcastle available at 6 to 4 is 23 to 10 on the draw and it's 2 to 1 on Burnley. So Burnley haven't made a good start to this season. In fact, you could say that they are relegation contenders. Uh, Newcastle and Burnley drew nil-nil when they last faced off in February and it was a drab game. Uh, Burnley avoided defeat, have avoided defeat in three of their last four visits to St. James's Park. So Newcastle should really be the pick here, but there is data to support that Burnley are able of are capable of getting a result here as they have done previously. Newcastle have won just one of their last eight Premier League home games. So this fortress certainly isn't that without the roaring Geordie fans because most of those games would have been in the COVID period and Newcastle haven't won most of them. And Burnley have lost just three of the last 10 Premier League away assignments. And Burnley are in desperate need of some points here. So I think they may be able to go to Newcastle and get something. Newcastle didn't look very good in midweek against Newport, although that wasn't the, the full selection of players. Obviously, we're expecting people to return here. I think San Maximan might be fit to play, so maybe somebody you might want to look at in fantasy. But I think whoever you have in fantasy this week, whatever selection of players you have, bearing in mind you know what you're doing, you should be able to pick up 60, 70 points because there's going to be so many goals around. So I would avoid this game because I don't think there's going to be a load of goals around. And my pick for this is going to be Burnley to avoid a defeat. I think initially when I wrote my article for the Sports Gambling Podcast yesterday, I, I took Newcastle to win this. But as I further examined the data and looked at the need and... Uh, Burnley's need and especially that statistic about how Newcastle have played at home during this lockdown period so when you uh, factor all of that in it does make it quite difficult to 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 have Newcastle and this is a common thing there's a lot of teams struggling with it there's a lot of teams 
that until something changes, you cannot take them at home. There's a load of teams in Germany struggling with it. That's why the away teams have a bigger win percentage than the home teams. And look, there's some teams that deal with it absolutely fine. Without the pressure of their supporters there, they're absolutely flying at home. I mean, Bayern Munich are 100% under these conditions. So it hasn't bothered a team like that at all. It doesn't seem to be bothering Liverpool either in the in the EPL. So it just depends who you are. Chelsea are a team who struggled in front of their supporters before the lockdown period. And then post-lockdown, they were really good at home. I know they lost recently to, to Liverpool. But prior to that, in the post-lockdown period... They were really, really good and secured their Champions League spot on the basis of their home form. So it's, it works for some teams. It doesn't work for others. Some teams are good with or without supporters, but it is a factor. And when you see something like this, where a team has such a poor record post-lockdown in this COVID period under these conditions, then you don't suddenly want to take them no matter what. And we've been stung by Newcastle before because we took them in a game at home to Brighton and they got absolutely tonked. So here we're going to take Burnley on the double chance here at 8-13 to avoid a defeat at St. James's Park on Saturday. Just a quick reminder, everything I'm giving out here you can go and bet over at mybookie.ag. They're still doing a 100% deposit match all the way up to a thousand bucks. That means if you put a hundred dollars in, they'll give you another $100 to play with. It's an easy way to jumpstart your bankroll. NFL, NBA, MLB, they've got it all. It's never too late to get started on your winning season exclusively at MyBookie. That's MyBookie.ag and the promo code SGP. Of course, you could spend that $300 on the lock or you can head over to LockBetting.com. If NFL is your thing, we are 18-3 and ATS so far this season. But as I said on Das Bundesliga show... We are not going to remain at 86%. And I'm probably the only capital that will tell you this because everybody sells packages at the height of their successes. We can lose money. You can, you can lose money. We're going to have losing days. We're going to have losing weeks in the NFL. We want to aim to be between 60 and 65%. Obviously, we want to aim to be 100%. But realistically, if we are at 60 to 65%, which we're well on course to do, that is a successful season. We're in a position to do even better than that, but we are not going to remain at 86%. So don't sign up to lockbetting.com if you're looking for a service that gives you 86% NFL winners. It just happens to be the situation that we're at at the moment. We are 18-3 and ATS after three weeks. And from this point, we will still continue to make money. We will make more money in the NFL. We just will not stay at 86%. And I never come on here and say that we're going to win at 86% in anything, be it soccer, tennis, boxing, whatever. In fact, at the moment, we are getting absolutely tonked in the French Open. It's our NBA and NFL, the American sports that people don't associate don't associate me to, that are keeping things in profit. We've made a huge profit last month, and we've made a huge profit all year, every single month. But last month was largely down to the NBA and the NFL. It wasn't even really down to the soccer. The soccer was fine, but uh, the tennis was poor. And if we didn't cover NBA and NFL, we would have barely made a profit last month. So these sports are a part of your top package over at lockbetting.com. Of course, I'll always be linked to, to soccer mainly. So in order to get my, my just my soccer picks, there is a package for that. Or you can start small, sample the product, just head over to the European show. You'll get the European show at the $10 tier. 
and you'll get all of the free picks that I post out. So you won't need to follow me on Twitter in order to get those free picks. Uh, of course, though, if you do just want to do that, my Twitter account is at SGP Soccer. Don't care what you guys do as long as you leave a review and word of mouth is important as well. So tell a friend to listen to the EPL show. Also, another place to go if you want to make smart bets this season is BetQL. BetQL is a place to go. If you want to get an advantage over the sportsbook, you need to download the BetQL app and head over to betql.co and enter our promo code SGP20 to get 20% off your first subscription. That's betql.co and the promo code SGP20. If you want to start your own sportsbook and don't know how, Ace Per Head is a place to go to help you start that sportsbook. They're offering six weeks free if you head over to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And finally, don't forget to check out our new sponsor, Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use our code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com and the promo code SGP20. Sign up and prop up today. So as we now move on to Sunday, you'll see that there's no Monday game. So there's a whole shit ton of games going on on Sunday. So let's get into those. It begins at 12 o'clock with Leicester versus West Ham. This actually ends the sequence of all of the games being aired because we have two games on here at the same time. That's because European football is right around the corner and um, it's the end of the League Cup rounds now. The quarterfinal draw has been made and we'll be seeing those quarterfinals all the way in December. So we're going to see more of a normal schedule with not all of the games on TV. Leicester West Ham's where we go first, where Leicester are available at 4 to 6, 3 to 1 to draw, and is 15 to 4 on West Ham. West Ham are coming off an incredible result where they smashed Wolves 4 0 last weekend. Uh, I don't think anybody saw that coming at all. Not, not to that extent, at, at least. West Ham had been playing better. They put in a good performance at Arsenal and they looked like they were on, on course to, to get a win at some point or, or, or build on that. But nobody saw that one coming. Here, though, I am still going to take Leicester because Leicester are coming off a off a massive win themselves where they won 5-2 at Manchester City. They've won each of their first three Premier League games of this season. They've got 100% record. They've scored 12 goals in those games. They beat West Ham 4-1 when the two teams played in January. And uh, West Ham have won just one of their last 11 Premier League away matches. So there's just too much data there for me not to take Leicester. But I do think this is going to be a, a, a tough game for Leicester. I do think West Ham are going to compete. There's obvious signs of improvement there game by game. But in the week, West Ham are coming off a defeat in the Cup to Everton, where they were beaten 4-1. It was one all at, at one point, And then all of a sudden, West Ham capitulated. And that is still something that West Ham have have the capability of doing which is capitulating and I do feel that um, Leicester if they if they can get ahead in this game and West Ham begin to chase this game it is going to leave them exposed to the score widening and we even saw that with a quality team last week like Manchester City once they chase the game Leicester are absolutely deadly on the break and it's surprising to me 
that Gareth Southgate has absolutely no interest in, in bringing back Jamie Vardy because England don't have a player like that that, that breaks down the middle like Vardy. They have a lot of pace. They have a lot of pace, don't get me wrong, with Rashford and Sterling, but, but Vardy's a different kind of player and a different kind of finisher, as Manchester City found out last week. So, so Leicester's going to be the play for me here at 4-6. to six. Up next, we have Southampton versus West Ham. Where Southampton, sorry, versus West Brom, where Southampton are three to four favourites here. It's twenty nine to ten the draw, and it's ten to three on West Brom. I think everybody's looking at this and automatically taking Southampton to win this game. For me, I'm more keen on the goals in this one. West Brom's Premier League matches are averaging more than Leeds now. They're averaging 5.33 goals per 90 minutes this season. Albion have conceded at least three goals per league game since their promotion. Uh, seven goals hit the net in Southampton's last Premier League run out, which was at St Mary's, where Tottenham just totally exposed their high line and thumped them 5-2. And West Brom scored at least two goals in each of the last four competitive fixtures. And I think they'll be able to do that again. I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that West Brom are going to find a way to score here because they do look like a good attacking team. They will carry an attacking threat. Everybody just thinks this is a, this is a game where you load up on Southampton players in your fantasy. But I think if you've got Southampton defenders there, you're not going to keep a clean sheet. I think you may pick up points from Adams and Ings and, and possibly some of the midfield players. But but West Brom are going to score in this game and they're going to compete. It's just going to be a case of whether Southampton can score more than West Brom. And when you're looking at the price here of Southampton to, to win this game 3-2 and you're getting 28-1, to that certainly has some value because I think this game absolutely flies over. The total in this game for over 2.5 goals is set at 10 to 11 so over 10 point uh, over 10 to 11 uh, over 2.5 is at 10 to 11 and under 2.5 is at 10 to 11 I think this is one of the easiest overs of the weekend it wouldn't surprise me at all to see this one cash before the half I'm expecting a wide wide open game here West Brom's defense is leaky but their attack is competent so if you're asking me for a lean as to who wins this game, I would go with Southampton because they have the better players. But I wouldn't be surprised if this was the, the coupon buster on Sunday and West Brom leave here with a point. For me, the bet here has to be over 2.5 goals at 10 to 11. Up next, we have Arsenal hosting Sheffield United, where Arsenal are available at 13 to 20. It's 3 to 1 the draw and it's 5 to 1 on Sheffield United. Yeah, I was torn between Arsenal, Sheffield United and and the Leicester game as to who would be the, the coupon buster here because I, I do find it difficult to, to blindly just take these home teams here with Leicester, Southampton and Arsenal all looking like they should win against West Ham, West Brom and Sheffield United respectively. But I think the Southampton one for me is the banana skin, the one that we covered. I just can't think of an angle here where Arsenal drop points against Sheffield United when you consider the form that Arsenal have been in. Yes, they lost to Liverpool on Monday, but they were in that game for large periods and even could have um, pulled it back to 2-2. But in the end, it was Liverpool who, who got the third goal, which killed off the game. I think this is going to have a very definitive pattern. And I actually like the under in this one, although I've been picking a lot of overs this one, I think, will go under the total. I think Sheffield United are going to sit back and are going to try and contain Arsenal. I think Aston Villa and Liverpool is going to be a similar sort of game to this. So in both of those games, I'm looking at similar patterns of play where Aston Villa 
invite Liverpool to break them down and Sheffield United ask Arsenal to come and break them down and Arsenal get out of a lot of the ball here and I think eventually they will penetrate but at that point I think your under is already going to be in the bag and you can get the under 2.5 here even money under 2.5 goals have been scored in 100% of Sheffield United's games this season under 2.5 goals hit the net in each of Arsenal and Sheffield United's Premier League meetings last season Sheffield United are yet to win a point or even score a goal in the Premier League this season. And Arsenal have won eight and drew two of the last 10 Premier League home fixtures. So I'm leaning towards the under, but I'm also definitely taking Arsenal here. I think one or two nil here for Arsenal, depending on when the breakthrough is. Um, two nil, I think, would be my lean because I think once they score, then Sheffield United are going to come out of the shell, which will leave it wide open to score again. And I think Arsenal will get the second. But but don't pick uh, Aubameyang as your captain this weekend because I'm not expecting any four or five nils or any hat-tricks or anything like that. If Aubameyang's in your team, keep him in, but it's not a captain selection for me this weekend in fantasy. I think there's better better choices when you're looking at a, a Kevin De Bruyne, for example, or, or other players that are going to be involved in more high-scoring games. I don't think this is going to be one of them. I think this is going to be Arsenal trying to break Sheffield United down and uh, succeeding at some point, possibly in the second half. So Arsenal is the play and the under as well in this one. Up next is the game of the week and it's Manchester United versus Tottenham where Manchester United are the even money favourites to win this game. It's 11-4 to to draw and it's 14-5 to on Spurs. This would be a difficult game to cap because Jose Mourinho is still a, or still can be a, a tactical genius and I'm sure he would come to Manchester United with a, with a great game plan to try and contain us and sometimes when teams try and contain us we do find it difficult to break them down and that would make us susceptible to losing this game on the counter-attack but with Son missing for Tottenham that's a key player who, who threatens on the break obviously they still have Harry Kane who's a big threat but I think the key factor in this game is the fact that Tottenham have been made to play four games in eight days and even though they probably rested a few of the players that will feature in this game they still aren't going to be as fresh as the Man United players who only had to navigate a midweek game away to Brighton and of course Manchester United played last Saturday whereas Tottenham played on Sunday and then again on Tuesday and then again on Thursday and then again in this game on Sunday, whereas Manchester United played on Saturday against Brighton, probably stayed in Brighton because they played Brighton again and played a completely different team. So Man United have the benefits here of the scheduling. And if Tottenham do lose this game, Jose Mourinho is definitely going to be complaining about it. When you're looking at the data for this game, both teams have actually scored in 100% of Tottenham's competitive fixtures this season. So Mourinho hasn't sorted out that defence as yet. Man United beat Spurs in six of the team's last seven meetings at Old Trafford. So Tottenham really struggling at this ground. Both teams have scored in each of United's last four league matches at home. And um, Marcus Rashford has a habit of scoring against Tottenham. He scored three goals in his last three Premier League appearances against Tottenham. So despite the data there all indicating that uh, these two teams are catching both teams to score regularly, I'm not 100% sure that's going to be the case this game. Because of Tottenham's schedule, I think it's going to be very much a case of sit back and ask Man United to try and break you down and try and hit them on the break. If Man United gets sucked into this game, then Tottenham's scheduling is not going to be a factor. In order for Manchester United to take advantage of the scheduling and Tottenham's potential fatigue, they are going to need to press the players here. They're going to need to implement the high press. They're going to need to be very, very energetic and they need to, they're going to need to wear Tottenham down. If they just get sucked into a game where 
Tottenham are sitting back and asking them to break them down and Man United are just slowly playing lethargic side-to-side passes, which we've seen Manchester United do previously, then they're playing into Tottenham's hand because that completely negates the advantage that Manchester United have been giving by the scheduling. So hammer that advantage home, make this a faster-paced game, make this a high-intensity game, press Tottenham from the start, be energetic, push the pace and that'll be the type of game that Tottenham won't be able to cope with and eventually, inevitably, Manchester United will end up winning this game. So if Solskjaer comes in with the right tactics and doesn't play into Mourinho's hands, then Man United will be walking away with the points here. The two teams on paper are relatively equal. In fact, if you look at the combined 11 I've done over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, you actually see how good the combined 11 11 with these two is because Tottenham have a lot of the players that Manchester United need, especially soon as they sign Regulon away from us in the left-back position. And Man United actually have a lot of players that, that Tottenham need, especially in the midfield area. So when you look at these two teams collectively, you do have a very good group of players and then you have a team between the two teams that could easily challenge for the Premier League. So some strong, strong players on show here, but this isn't going to be one of the games where I'm expecting goals unless there's an early breakthrough that can completely change things. But I think initially Tottenham are going to set up to not expend too much energy and ask Man United to break them down. And it just depends how Man United approach that, whether they, whether they press high and have a high-intensity approach to that, or whether they play this boring, shitty side-to-side football that we've seen them play before, um, which is just going to play into Tottenham's hand and it's going to be very, very easy to defend. I'm just going to go back one game, uh, a two o'clock kickoff, Wolves versus Fulham. I missed it out. I went from Arsenal, Sheffield United to... Manchester United versus Tottenham. But um, in this game, Wolves are available at 3-5. to five. It's 3-1 to one the draw and it's 6-1 to one on Fulham. Fulham are an absolute dumpster fire at the moment. I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that Scott Parker is probably going to be the first manager to go. When Tony Khan, your owner, is criticising you on social media or apologising for your team's performance, that is a big problem. But Fulham don't have the personnel to stay in the Premier League. I don't think that they've been given enough cash to spend. I don't think they've made enough of an effort to stay in the league. And I think that confidence is going to be very, very low. Wolves are coming off a 4-0 defeat against West Ham. So Fulham are catching this team at the worst possible time because Wolves are going to be poised here for a massive bounce back. Fulham have lost each of their first three Premier League games this season. Uh, They've conceded three goals in each of those defeats. Wolves have kept clean sheets in six of their last eight Premier League home matches and are trying to bounce back from a game where they just conceded four away from home against West Ham. And Fulham have won just one of the last 20 Premier League matches. And that dates to the, back to the last time they were here, which is August 2018. For me, there's loads of ways you can go. Wolves' money line is an absolute must. And I think that price at 3-5 to five is ridiculous because Wolves are not getting enough respect there. Uh, there's also another side bet I picked out. Wolves to score over 1.5 team goals here, which is available at 4-5. to five. Uh, I love that bet as well. I'm not sure what I love more. Wolves straight up on the money line or just to take them to win, uh, to take them to score over 1.5 goals and leave the money line out of it. Or maybe even putting the two picks together because you can take Wolves to score over 1.5 goals and Wolves on the money line. But the thing is, it's just a shade of a better payout there. It just comes out of five to six. So loads and loads of ways to go, but everything here points to Wolves and Wolves winning this game comfortably against Fulham. This isn't going to be the, the, the place where Fulham pick up their first point of the season. Easy, easy afternoon for Fulham, uh, for Wolves, sorry, against Fulham, a team who are in free-for-all. Now we move over to the final game, which is Aston Villa versus Liverpool, 7.15 Sunday night, where Aston Villa are available 15 to 20. 
It's 9-2 to two to draw and it's 4-11 to 11 on Liverpool. I spoke about this game earlier in conjunction with the Sheffield United-Arsenal game. I think it's going to have a definitive pattern of play where Aston Villa are set out to frustrate Liverpool and ask them to break them down. Liverpool will manage to do that. I think Liverpool emerged from this as a clean with a clean sheet as well, which you're getting at 13 to 8. The reason you're getting 13 to 8 on Liverpool to win this with a clean sheet is because they've kept two clean sheets in their first seven matches this season and uh, and, and very few in the post-lockdown period. In fact, coming into the game against Leeds at the start of the season, Liverpool had just kept two clean sheets in 16. Liverpool beat Aston Villa in both of their meetings last season, scoring just twice, though, on each occasion. So I think there's a lot of value here on the under. And the under in this one, you're getting at 7-4 to four because it's 4-9, to nine, it goes over. I just don't see that kind of game. I, I see the kind of game where Aston Villa try and make it difficult for Liverpool to break them down. But Liverpool do eventually break down and end up scoring maybe one or two goals. So very, very similar to the Arsenal-Sheffield United game. I think I have these two games pegged as being the same. But in the end, Arsenal-Liverpool winning them both. So I'm going to take Liverpool here and I'm going to take them to get their third clean sheet of the season against Aston Villa. Liverpool to nil is available at 13-8. to eight. Closing out with the lock on this show, or the two locks on this show, because you didn't get one last week. So I'm going to give you a compensation lock. Um, There's so many plays I like this weekend. Obviously, a lot of them centre around there being a lot of goals this weekend. It's a really good time to sign up at lockbetting.com because in addition to that, it is the start of the month and that's the best time to sign up because if you sign up in the middle of the month, Patreon are going to bill you immediately and they'll bill you again on the first of the month because they bill you on the first regardless. So if you sign up on the 15th, yeah, you're going to be able to view all the back content, but this is gambling. So what's the point of looking at what we've won and lost before the start at the start of the month? It, it really only starts when you start. So if you start on the 15th, you're losing 15 days of place. So start as early as you possibly can. And with this game, with this game week that's coming up or this match day that's coming up, this represents a very good opportunity to win money. Obviously, you have the European show as well. This month, you have the end of the NBA. We've spoken about the 18-3 run in the NFL. I'm always scared to plug that because I'm setting expectations so high for that. We're also looking at the end of the, the, te- the French Open tennis as well. So, so much stuff to get involved in this month. Big, big month of October. So, it's a great time to sign up and there'll be loads of plays from the EPL. But let me give you the two free plays here, the two locks um, I'm going to take something from the Wolves-Fulham game, but I'm really, really torn what to take here. I like Wolves over 1.5 team goals at 4-5, to five, but at the same time, Wolves on the money line is a must as well at 3-5. to five. Um, I'm going to take Wolves on the money line just simply because, not because I like it any better. If anything, I like the over 1.5 goals better because it's more money and I'm absolutely certain that Wolves are going to score two goals in this game. So I like the over 1.5 team goals. The only reason I'm doing that is because I know people have various books. I'm always getting questions about my book doesn't have this and shall I bet it this way and shall I bet it that way. So to avoid all that, there's absolutely no book on this planet that isn't going to have the money line. So that's the key reason why I'm heading uh, for, I'm going for Wolves here. For the second lock, 
This is a risky one, but I think you have to take it at the price. Manchester United at evens to beat Tottenham when Tottenham have played playing their fourth game in eight days. I can just hear the excuses already from Mourinho about the schedule and, and things like that. Um, if Man United don't win this game, in this spot, they've got some big problems. They are playing a team who are playing a fourth game in eight days. In addition to that, they have such a good record at home against Tottenham. I think this represents a, a good opportunity for Man United to really put that Crystal Palace defeat in the rearview mirror, that embarrassing 3-1 home defeat. They, they somewhat bounced back last week against Brighton, but I really wouldn't call that a bounce back because that was a game that Brighton should have won. Man United looked really bad in that game and they were, were dominant. In fact, the only games where they've looked good is when the second team have played in the Carabao Cup where they've had victories over Luton and Brighton. This first team haven't gelled yet, so I'm expecting this to be the game where Man United finally look good and finally put on a good performance and get a win over their former manager, Jose Mourinho. So that's your two locks. They both happen on Sunday. Wolves and Manchester United will be the locks. That's it for this edition of the EPL show. Don't forget to check out Das Bundesliga show and there'll be a Champions League preview for you guys next week. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening. It's finally spring and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage spring event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage spring event. Now at your local Honda dealer.